Hi, and welcome to the Genesis Podcast. We're so glad to be able to bring a small portion of our community to you through this medium and hope that you'll join us in our endeavor to embolden one another to change the world by effectively representing Jesus Christ. If you would like to know more about who we are as a community, as well as when and where we meet, you can visit us online at thegenesisstory.com. Also, if you have benefited from this podcast in any way or would like to participate in what we're doing here at Genesis, would you consider partnering with us by donating online again at www.thegenesisstory.com. There you can select the giving tab and how you would like to contribute to the general fund or even to the building fund. Remember, we can do more together than we can ever do alone. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. God bless. Thanks, Randy. Again, I want to say thanks to the guys who are putting this together every morning, to Gil, to Rick, to Jordan as well. You guys can't see behind the scenes, but they're constantly running around doing things, making sure this is happening. Even as we are speaking, they're going to be running around doing things. Um, I know we had a Zoom call this morning uh, from 9 a.m. to 10. Ben put that on. Uh, I don't know how it went. I'm not able to join onto that because Ben's using my account. I think if I were to log in, I'd bump Ben off. I'm going to find a way, though. Hopefully, I can log into that, join you guys there. But hopefully, it went well. I saw some of you uh, were on and enjoyed seeing each other's faces. So we are going to be doing that. Ben wants to continue doing that on Sundays Um, from 9 to 10. We will have the Zoom information. If you didn't get it, we will post it on uh, the social media, both on Instagram and Facebook, and that way you can see the account information, log in, and follow along at that point. Uh, So hopefully that's something that helps us as we move forward. do want to also let you know that we are Continuing here, this time Sunday mornings on YouTube, as well as take two Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. live on YouTube, this channel. Um, If you guys get a chance, go back and listen to last Wednesdays uh, with Jordan and I. Um, I really enjoyed that time. Thank you again, Jordan. He left. Um, Is it something I said? Uh, And it's... uh, something that I hope that will help you guys to have a little bit more insight into some of the reasons and of our thinking, uh, why we are doing some of the things that we do here at Genesis. It's just a little bit more behind the scenes than just an information or a talk as it's more of a dialogue. And so I hope you guys will follow along with that. One other thing. This Thursday, we are going to be taking 70 meals to the staff at San Antonio Hospital ER, uh, 35 at 11 a.m. and 35 at 8 p.m. Uh, we are combining together with, uh, is it Hitch Burger? Is that what they're called? Hitch Burger in Rancho Cucamonga. I talked to the owner, one of the owners. His name is Chris. 
this week, and they are doing things like this. I mean, they have donated thousands of meals uh, this past year to people who are serving the community, and so it's kind of a great thing that we are doing with them uh, and they've got it down to a science. I mean, they've got the boxes, and they've got, you can have, I think, tuna chicken, BLT, uh, wraps, uh, vegetarian, as well as a few other things and a bottle of water. So that's going to be delivered to the staff at the ER San Antonio Hospital on Thursday morning and evening. Now, because all we can do is actually take the food there. We can't even go inside the hospital Uh, because of COVID and the restrictions that they have, but they come out and they bring a cart by the helipad and we put the food on the cart and then they take it in. We don't have a place for a lot of people to be able to uh, help in that, but you can help by donating towards that. It's going to cost about $600 for the 70 meals uh, that we're doing. And so I let you know that if you want to, Uh, donate towards that, you can go to our um, page, the website, and donate and just put on a message, uh, food for ER or for nurses, whatever you want to say to let us know, and that money will be directed towards that. Otherwise, we are going to take the money in the Genesis Fund and use that towards that. So that's just something I want to let you know of what we are doing. And we want to be leaning in that direction and doing more As time goes on, we don't want to move backwards or shrink away from our responsibility. We want to actually move more into it. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more this morning. Also, happy Valentine's Day, Uh, especially to my wife out there if you're watching. Hey, to my Valentine, happy Valentine's Day. What an unusual Valentine's Day this is. Uh, I can remember when Corrine and I... I think we were married. We might have just been dating. And we went out on Valentine's Day to go out to dinner. And there was no place that you didn't have to wait about two hours. We went to Northwoods Inn uh, trying to get a seat. And and I don't know what time it was, but there was this line. And I remember seeing this guy. He had flowers and a balloon. And his date was there next to him, and he looked like he was starving to death and was waiting for like an hour to get into the restaurant. And it was just really a sad picture. I don't know, but it's funny to me. Uh, hopefully you're having a great Valentine's Day, whatever your situation is, and not as bad a day as that guy was having. This... Sunday, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. And if I had a dime for every time I said that, probably have $10. Um, But I I was looking back this past year, because it's been almost a year. I think next month will have marked a year that the pandemic has, has closed so many things down, including our meeting together. It's hard to believe that it's almost been a year that we have not been able to gather together. And I want to talk about that a little bit. I want to talk about what we expect in the future and how we plan to lean into it so that we have some idea, so that you have some idea of what we're doing and how things are moving forward. You know, we don't know the future, but we can know how we are going to face it. 
And we're going to face it with faith. We're going to face it with hope and with the character and concern of Christ. And that, as you know, has always been our posture. We are wanting to lean forward with the character of Christ because we believe that this is a message that is timeless, and especially at times where people are struggling and feeling fearful, feeling hopeless, we want to be able to lean in with this idea of hope. So how are we going to conduct ourselves through this time? If you have a a Bible, open it to Romans chapter 12. And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation this morning. Romans 12, I'm going to start at verse 15. And it says, Be happy with those who are happy, and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people, and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Gosh, if we would do that, what would our country look like? This is a a character that we want to possess. This is a, a mindset that we want to own and reflect. This is how we want to live at this time and, of course, at all times. You know, there are people who have gone through some heartbreaking things through this past year. And and you know them and I know them in our lives. I mean, there are people who have lost loved ones uh, because of COVID. There are people who are suffering some really serious depression and anxiety because of COVID. And when it tells us that we are to be happy with those who are happy and we are also to weep with those who are weep, this is more than sympathy, right? This is empathy. We're not just trying to sympathize with someone who's going through something. We are trying to go through that with them. We are to be partners even in their weeping, even in their grieving, even in their anxiety to the level that we can identify with them and let them know that we are here with you at this time. Through this year and this pandemic, I I don't want to talk to you about percentages. I don't want to talk to you about whether those numbers are being massaged to make money or being used for political purposes. I'm sure all those things are true to some extent. But I want to speak about what I know. And, And this is important because it's part of how we want to move forward. And as a pastor, I want to be responsible for my role. You know, guys, I don't like titles. I don't like the title of pastor. And I love this passage of scripture because, you know, don't think you know it all. And I don't think I know it all. I don't think I know much in so many areas, but I want to be responsible for my position in Genesis and how I am looked at and the words I say, I 
I am concerned about how I present these things. That's why this past week I've been listening to what I said a year ago to see if I had to apologize to you guys today for some of the things I said. And I did say, I hope this will be over soon, way too many times. Um, And then later it adjusted, and I said, we're going to go through the winter. But I always want to be mindful of those things because I know that in this role, a pastor, that some people are looking to me and how they are supposed to uh, deal with these things. And I want to bring hope and I want to bring, again, the character of Christ. But I also want to speak to, to the things that I know and have experienced in this past year. You know, at the beginning, there were a lot of people comparing COVID with the flu and saying, well, it's just like the flu. And, you know, I have known a few people who have been hospitalized, I think two, because of the flu in the past. But I know of over a dozen who have been hospitalized because of COVID. And those who were hospitalized in the past because of the flu, usually it's been a day or two for their recovery, uh, them to be well enough to go home. Those in COVID, it's been much longer. I personally don't know anyone who has died from the flu, I know there are people who have. But I personally know two people who have died of COVID, and I know of over a dozen who have died. And so my experience is telling me this is different. This isn't just a flu. This is something that has affected us in a much deeper way. And there are people who have lost loved ones, Gil, as you guys know, has lost three family members in less than two weeks. We are to weep with those who are weep. We are to come alongside. We we are not here to, to make little of this or say, well, that was a rare case, or try to put percentages and things into this. My son-in-law has a friend. My son-in-law first time I think I've ever said that since they got married this not too long ago. My son-in-law is a fireman and he has a lot of friends who are in the medical field and he has a friend whose father was isolated uh, through this whole COVID experience but was encouraged to go to a Christmas service at a large church in our area, a church that doesn't believe in social distancing. It doesn't believe that people need to wear masks. They meet regularly with thousands of people in their sanctuary singing to Jesus. And he went to the Christmas service. He contracted COVID that she believes was from there. And he was hospitalized and later died. And she posted on the church's Facebook page that... You say this is a small percentage, but it's different when that percentage is your father who has died. And the church took her post down. They removed her post. How does that young lady feel about the church? What are her, what is she going to take away when the church disregarded the safety of her father for the sake of meeting 
together. I know of someone else who has lost, who their family has lost a number of people where the niece of one of the family members said, I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with you going to church as if nothing is the matter when there is something wrong. And I want to encourage you, if you are going to get information about COVID and what is happening, get it from an infectious disease expert. Don't get it from the guy wearing a lab coat on Facebook who says he's a doctor. A doctor of what, right? Joking around earlier, he could be a foot doctor. Does he know infectious disease? Don't, please don't get it from your pastor. Get it from someone who is an expert in the field. And you have to look and do that. I, I don't want us, as time goes on, to be a bad example of who we should have been. I don't want people to look back at the church and say that all they cared about was meeting together, keeping things going while there were people dying who attended their churches. It's interesting that everyone I know who has gone to a larger church that is still meeting together has contracted COVID. Everyone that I know of. Now, I'm sure there's some who haven't. And, and then people will say, well, those people who have gone, you know, most of them have survived. Well, all except for three that I know of. But the point is, what about the person who goes to the gathering, contracts COVID, and then goes because they work at a nursing care home? And then they are now bringing people who are in the higher risk group susceptible to the disease. Over 80% of the people who have died of COVID are 65 years and older. So they are more at risk. So what happens if the person goes to church, sings praises to Jesus with a thousand other people, and then goes back to work and gives your mother, your sister, the disease? How does this show the care and concern of Christ, right? Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live at peace with everyone. If we're gonna live at peace, then we have to live with peace that those who are vulnerable, those who are in danger, and we wanna live well. We wanna lean into these things in, in such a way that people look back on us as an example of how we were supposed to live through this time. Now, the person I'm listening to, I was asked this earlier, is Michael Osterholm. He does have a podcast. That's who I listen to because this is, has been his field since before COVID. And he's giving, he's been accurate so far in all the things that I have listened to. He's even made adjustments as they found out more about the disease. And I appreciate a person saying, yeah, we got it wrong, but this is what we find out now. And, and so it's important that you have those kinds of voices in your life. And that's just who I'm listening to. You should listen to, again, someone who's an expert in this field. Now, the reason I'm talking about this is because they are telling us, 
Michael Osterholm, other infectious disease experts, that the new strain, the B117 that's coming from the UK, there's other variants also out there, but they're saying that this is going to increase and it is going to spread and it is going to be even worse than it's been in the past. God bless you. Have a good night, right? I mean, okay, what do we do with this information? Because when I heard this, my heart sank and I just felt this despair, and I felt like, oh, no, not again. And I had to encourage myself. I had to strengthen myself and say, you know, these aren't things that have not happened before. These are not situations that we have not had to go through in some form or other. And before we lose heart, Remember, the church began behind locked doors in fear, and it burst out of that and changed the world. And it is the message we carry within us that is going to bring the change not only to the world, but it's going to start with a change in us, a change of hope that God is at work still that the kingdom of heaven is not distant and far away, that it is taking place in our midst, in you, Jesus said, even right now and right here during this pandemic. When the bubonic plague was spreading throughout Europe, I've shared this before, Martin Luther was in the middle of this, and this is something he wrote. He wrote, with God's permission, the enemy has sent poison and deadly dung among us. And so I will pray to God that he may be gracious in preserving us. Then I will fumigate to purify the air, give and take medicine. So that's the first thing he said. Now, I don't agree with everything Martin Luther says, but here he's saying, I'm going to take precautions. I'm going to fumigate. I'm going to give and take medicine. One pastor I heard, who's pretty prominent and again has a large church, when the beginning of the pandemic started, he said this was man-made in China to affect the economy of the United States. Uh, he's later gone on to say that he doesn't know if the vaccine is safe or not, whether you should take it or not. And now he's talking about the rapture. Um, I want to encourage you, if you are over 65 years of age, to take the vaccine. There, I said it. I'm not a doctor. Take your doctor's advice. Listen to your care physician. But Martin Luther was going to give and take medicine, and I encourage us to do the same. I want to encourage this because I don't mind putting down on record which is video or podcast, whatever it is, that I told people to take a vaccine because I don't want them to die. That's my concern. Well, you know, doesn't it have these antibodies? I'm telling you just, I, I'm concerned for your health. And if you are over the age of 65, I believe that there are so many things that we've done wrong in how we've addressed the the virus, um, but one of the things I think we can do right is now that we know the vaccine does help the effects of the virus with people, even the first dosage, if you're over 65 years of age and you get that first dosage, it can help you survive if you were to contract the virus. And, and so that's my encouragement, right, in, in this. And Martin Luther, 
did the same thing. Simon Company. He goes on and he says, can I interject here that if you are, well, that's what I just said, and avoid places and persons, this is what Martin Luther says, avoid places and persons where I am not needed in, in order that I may not abuse myself and that through me others may not be infected and inflamed with the result that I became the cause of their death through negligence. I'm not gonna put others at risk. What do you think meeting together in a large room with a bunch of people does? It puts people at risk. Why have we not been meeting in our small room? Because we don't want to put people at risk. We don't want to be negligent. We care about people. He goes on and he says, if God wishes to take me, he will be able to find me. At least I have done what he gave me to do and am responsible neither for my own death nor the death of others. But if my neighbor needs me, I shall avoid neither person nor place, but will go freely. And here we see just this change in his attitude that's not one driven by fear, but driven by concern, right? I'm not gonna be afraid and do nothing. I am gonna be concerned and my concern is going to result in how I interact. I am going to fumigate. I'm going to take medicine. I'm going to resist interacting with people that I might spread the disease. But if someone needs me, I am going to be there. We have said from the beginning, if you need to be here, you can be here. You can come. We will not turn you away. We are distancing. We will take your temperature. We will do these things in order to try to be helpful to the needs that you have. And and this is the news that I really want to bring about to all of you. Starting Sunday, March 7th, we are going to start meeting again outside. We are buying a larger canopy to the ones that we already have, and we are going to set up seats, we're going to set up TVs, and we are going to allow people to come and meet out here in our beautiful parking lot. And we will have time to interact. We are asking that you wear masks. We are going to distance ourselves, just like you have to if you go to Walmart or Home Depot. We are going to do everything we can to be precautious, but we are going to move forward because as a year goes on, and if what they are saying is correct, and this is only going to get worse, we are not going to shrink further back. We are going to step into it, but we are going to do so with wisdom and with concern not with fear or pride. Because this is what we believe is the character of Christ, and this is how we want to conduct ourselves in this. I care about your safety and health. I don't like doing memorial services. I don't like people going to the hospital. I don't like it when the people I love are injured because of any reason that could be prevented. It's awful. And I know you feel the same way. I don't want to be the cause of any more grief in our society. I want to be the cure. 
And what I think people need right now is hope. What I think people need right now is definitely love, to know that they are cared for. And people need us to laugh with them. People need us to cry with them. Thank you, Ben, for this morning reaching out in the Zoom call. We hope to be able to do more things like what we're doing with the nurses. Uh, We are going to be looking into Meals on Wheels that is still serving our community and how we can partner alongside of them. You see, I'm not going to do nothing. I need to step in and do something. And I will freely go. And everyone has to answer to their own heart and what God is speaking to them to whatever level of risk you feel that you are willing to take. No one is going to look down on you if you do not want to join in a program that delivers because you're concerned or dealing with anxiety or depression or different things. If you are needing our help and you are needing to get together and talk, let us know we are here for you because I know there is as much problem now with depression and suicide and other things that there is even with COVID. We are having to deal with this in a multi-level fashion because it is that diverse. But we can and we will. And I hope that we as a community in our condition right now, not gathering together, can still find ways to connect and be of service to our community and the people. And you guys are doing that. You guys are talking to each other. Um, Thank you, Miriam. We got a a text from her the other day. She's wanting to take some food to some people. She's doing that. Thank you guys for reaching out, extending yourselves to others, for making the phone calls, calling in, checking with people, just keeping in touch, having your bubble of friends and group that you are staying in contact with, meeting with, seeing. Uh, Thank you guys for doing that for not being afraid, but for freely going to these things. Paul later said in Romans 14, starting at verse 19. I don't know what, put the translation up there because I'm not sure I have the same one. So then make it your top priority to live a life of peace with harmony in your relationships, eagerly seeking to strengthen and encourage One another. Stop ruining the work of God by insisting on your own opinions about food. Now, you can use COVID instead of food here. You can eat anything you want, but it is wrong to deliberately cause someone to be offended over what you eat. This is an attitude, right? This is an attitude. It's not good to make your idea about food in this time when Paul is talking about food that was sacrificed to different gods, don't make that the issue. People are the issue. And don't use your freedom to do anything to be something that is detrimental, that offends, offends other people. I do not want Genesis, and I do not want the church overall, to be an offense to anyone. I I don't want the daughter of that man who died to look at us and say, you didn't care 
or you cared more about your freedom to meet together than you did about his health. I don't want to be in a place where people mean less than an organization. And we can say, oh, it's the work of God, and we, we can label it, and I can give you all kinds of scriptures to support why we should meet, and these things are important, but it is always about the people. It is always about the people. Jesus would tell the Pharisees, you strain all these things. You strain a gnat about how you're supposed to follow the law, but then you neglect the weightier matters like justice. I'm caring for people. I don't want to use my faith in Christ in a way that people will be offended because it looks like I did not care for them. But I will not sit by and do nothing. Because we care, we will step in with wisdom with concern, and with the character of Christ to bring about hope to people who need it. And that's what our plan is. That that is what we desire to do, is to meet distantly outdoors because from all the information I understand, that is still safe. To lean into our community in ways that we can to help in this social way. And and I got to stop listening to so many things. You know, this isn't a social gospel. We are not thinking that Jesus is just about doing good things for people. But he is. This is the heart of the gospel, which is God loves, God gives. God cares, right? This is what we are trying to exemplify And so we want to do that as best we can. God is at work. He's at work in us, and he's at work in the world around us, making all things new. And sometimes that work is born through tears. Sometimes that work is born through hardship. But it's still a work that needs to be done. And so our plan is to lean forward into this. And I don't want to lose my excitement for what God is doing, and I hope you don't either. I know that when we've gone through our our series on truth and grace, we've talked about the, the call out where people are just calling out everything that's wrong. We've talked about the hangout where people don't want to deal with the hard issues. And we've talked about the the checkout where people are just tired of dealing with everything. And I know many of us have gone in some way to all of those places, but Jesus is calling us in. He's calling us into relationship with him, with one another, and we're going to continue to do that. And we're going to learn how to do that more. In fact, next week, I'm going to start our series on what God wants um, and lean into those desires that he's trying to cultivate in our lives. And I hope we can do this better and better as time goes by. A year into this, we're still here. We're still doing what we're doing, and we're going to do more. 
And this is an invitation for all of you who are watching, who are part of Genesis, to partner with us in the wisdom that is available to us to care for people and care for yourselves. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the people who are learning about how to combat this virus. I I thank you for those who are in many ways going through their own PTSD because they have been working nonstop trying to find ways to combat the virus, and they've been doing it in a way that is helpful to many. Lord, may you strengthen, bless, give wisdom to all those who are in these positions. And may you give us wisdom, Lord, how to live at this time that shows concern and care for the people around us. May people look at us who say we are your followers and know that we care for them more than we do for our own freedoms our own comforts. And may the church be seen, Lord, not just as people who are wanting to meet and do what they do, but people who are wanting to care for the world, even as you do. God, I thank you for those who are a part of Genesis, who are doing these things, who are encouraging me, who are encouraging one another, who are giving of themselves to the people around them, to the needs around them. Lord, may you bless their efforts and may you bless them. Father, you have said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Lord, might that blessing strengthen us, may it provoke us to, to do more. May life be seen in us as we do your work because we carry your heart. We do love you, Lord, and we do love those around us. Help us to do it well. We pray and ask in Jesus' name, amen. Please let those you know who are not able to be online that we will be meeting on the 7th in those conditions that I mentioned Uh, Please continue to reach out towards one another and help those who are in need of your attention at this time. Again, thank you guys for being there for so many through this past year. I know many of you are tired. We are all tired, but may we find strength in the God who cares enough to step into our lives and bring about change. May we find excitement that we are able to bring this life and hope to those around us. May we be the change that we need at this time. And may the Lord strengthen you as you step into more and don't shrink back. God bless you guys. Love you. Miss you. Hope to talk to you soon. Remember, the Zoom calls are going to be happening again every Sunday from 9 to 10 before our time here. Connect with each other. Love you guys. Take care. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. 
You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.